Hello and welcome to the Modern Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Tarasio. I'm the owner of Modern Law, a family law firm in the Phoenix area. I've been a divorce attorney for more than 15 years. I've got four kiddos and I'm divorced myself. And on this podcast, we're going to cover everything related to divorce, be it legal issues, financial issues, children issues, blended family issues, counseling, mediation, and more. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hi there, it's Billy Tarasio. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Divorce Podcast. Today's episode is going to be an interesting one. We are talking to Tyler and Yasmin Hansen, and they are a divorce couple, a divorce couple that is successfully co-parenting a very young child, and they've been divorced the entire time that they've been co-parenting. So it's a, it's a different situation, and they're doing it successfully. And I can tell you as a divorce attorney, I've seen many, many people do it unsuccessfully. So I know the secrets of doing it wrong, and now <laughs> we'll get to learn how to make it work. Tyler and Yasmin, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. So who wants to start? Tell me how we got here. Ty, do you want to start or do you want me to kick us off? Go ahead. You got it. Okay. So we were married pretty young. We were married at 18 years old and we, so Tyler was in the military for what, this eight, nine? Eight years. Yeah. Eight, eight. years. And so for the entirety of our marriage, we were in the military. So, you know, we kind of did that whole thing. And then in 2019, we were, you know, started talking about divorce and I was at the time pregnant. So obviously, you know, hard time for both of us, I think just the divorce in itself, but then also then having to make decisions on a child that wasn't born yet. So it was, it was tough. It was really hard. We did everything on our own. We didn't have any attorneys or anything, no mediators the entire time we were able to, you know, kind of come to all of those decisions together, you know, throughout the entire divorce. And even now we haven't had to seek mediation or anything like that. So Tyler, you were in the military. Yep. Yeah. So I was deployed for a period of time. I was in the Marines for eight years, and during our marriage and in the beginning, it, it was pretty tough on it. I was in the field more than I was home for the first four, five years of my military career. So, I mean, that was pretty tough. It definitely had an effect on, on some stuff as well. But, yeah, it's in the military. Okay, so you – when you – decided to divorce, it's unusual that two people come to that decision at the same time. Usually it's very, it's difficult. Some person gets there before somebody else. And it's, it it sounds like you two were on the same page. Is that right? Not to start. I wouldn't say I did ask for it. So I did bring it up at first and then we did talk about it and then start moving forward in that aspect it wasn't easy by no means. Like we talk about it as if we just made it happen as a seamless process, but it was not, it was rocky. There was rough times, but I think with her being pregnant and us being able to just come to the conclusion that we were going to do it for him and the happiness of him over ours, it kind of made things easier, especially looking towards the future. Cause it wasn't, I mean, if, 
you're having a kid, you're not thinking about your own happiness. You're thinking about what's going to make him happy. Because if you're in unhappy in a marriage, it's it's going to have the same, if not worse, effects, I guess, of a, of a divorce. So we were just really trying to put him first, and we always have. And like I said, it's not easy. There are times when we're at each other's throats. I wouldn't say in like a bad way. I would say just disagreeing. We never ever let it get out of hand. It's just like disagreeing, but we do put him first all the time. And it has made things a lot easier as far as the divorce process, custody, and everything that we've encountered so far. And he's only two and a half. So it's been going well for two and a half years. I mean, yeah, <laughs> which I think is great considering that I feel like in the early stages, like, you know, like I, I know people who have children and, you know, they're still not even speaking at two years, you know, of post-divorce. And like, we were in at soccer games together. You know what I mean? Like, like last month, two months ago, or however long ago it was. And so, you know, it just, it, it takes time. And like he said, it's definitely not something that came easily. I think we've, we've put in a lot of work and, you know, to get to this point and it's, it was very hard, super difficult for all of us, but yeah, I mean, it, we made it work. Do you agree, Yasmin, that the, the divorce was easier because you were pregnant? I think what Tyler meant was that it was easier when we shifted like the focus because for me, I mean, obviously like a divorce in general is difficult for anyone. You know, Mm. it's life-changing for me being pregnant. It was so hard, but I think the moment that I, cause I just chose not to, I could, I could not even sit and think about the divorce when I was pregnant. I had to completely pivot my mindset because I like just didn't know that I could handle it. You know, you're trying to handle pregnancy. Pregnancy alone is life-changing, right? You going into motherhood and this is my first child, like going into motherhood and who, what kind of mother I'm going to be, what kind of parents we're going to be, you know, et cetera. Right. So I think all of that is difficult. I think in that moment, I chose to focus on my child, my pregnancy and the health of my pregnancy. And that was my only focus. I, I think the divorce stuff I kind of dealt with later, I think. And I, and, and maybe both of us kind of did it that way. I don't know. I don't know if it was more like that for him, but I think, you know, during the pregnancy, it was like, we got to get through this first and then we'll get through that later kind of thing. But we did have everything filed by the time our son was, was born. After he was born is when we, everything was finalized. You finalized We're so it. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It was finalized after your son was born. Yes. So from what we understood was that we couldn't file our paperwork until after he was born because they wouldn't, like a judge wouldn't sign off. And I mean, you would know this better than anyone, but a judge wouldn't sign off on a custody agreement for an unborn child, essentially. Well, that's, that's true. And that's the next thing I wanted to talk to you about. Custody of newborns is incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have um, gotten more comments on I saw the TikTok. TikTok <laughs> about yeah. newborn custody than any of my other like hundreds of TikToks. People have strong feelings about mm-hmm. what should happen with newborns. What did you do? So, I just wanted to say we saw the TikTok and I think that was really what kind of like sparked this whole thing was because we, we actually, after the TikTok started talking about it, 
because it was, you know, it was a little while ago, but it, I think that was, I'm going to try and phrase this carefully. That was the hardest part of our divorce, but I think it was not necessarily deciding custody because we already knew what that was going to look like because we, we have 50, 50 custody and we knew that that's what we wanted to do. What was difficult was the first year of his life. And that's what we were struggling with because I wanted to nurse and I, you know, it was important for me to nurse and to have that bond with my son and, you know, whatever. But it was also very important for him to bond with his dad and for him to have, you know, parenting time. And I think that was really like the hardest part for us was trying to decide that first year because I wanted one thing and he wanted another and, you know, kind of trying to find a middle ground, which is what we did. We found a middle ground. And I mean, I think it was difficult because it took us a while to, you know, a lot of the decisions that we make together, usually they usually kind of happen pretty quick. And I think this one, it it was like something that took us like a couple of weeks to kind of like finally get to an agreement because we both felt so strongly about it. So it was definitely one of the ones that took the long longest, but yeah, we, we just came to an agreement on it. We basically what happened was, you know, we were going to do 50, 50 from, from day one, but it was trying to kind of ease our son into that schedule. So for the first two weeks of him being born, dad and I were together and under the same roof, trying to figure out how to be parents. Right. And so we did that together and that was the first two weeks. And then after two weeks, dad had to go back to work. I was on maternity leave and dad visited often was over almost every day, I think, or every other day, whatever his schedule would allow. And then it was after the first month that we started inching into a 50, 50 schedule. So we have a two, two, three schedule is what we follow. Uh, so it was kind of like, you know, dad would have baby for a day. And so for a week he would have a day or two days during the day. And then we would start overnight schedule, you know, incorporating that into the schedule. And then until we got to the point where we were at two, two, three, but we tracked back. Cause I, I'm like, I'm, I'm weird about calendars. And I looked, I was like, I have the calendar from when we were, you know, cause we had such a crazy schedule. So it, by month three, he was on a two, two, three schedule. Wow. Yeah. And I was like nursing the whole time and we just, we made it work. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So your three month old uh-huh. was doing a two, two, three schedule and you were nursing when you had your baby and pumping when you did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I very remember, I remember him calling me. It was like 10 o'clock at night, like, Hey, I'm running out of milk. And we lived down the street from each other. Like, okay, I'm coming. And I'd like drive over there and like bring him however much milk I had in my freezer. And like, that's, and cause he was solely on breast milk for, I want to say like six, seven months. And then we started doing like, kind of like a half and half. We started doing formula when we started doing formula, then it started getting easier. Cause we didn't have to do like the late night breast milk runs, you know, (laughs) but yeah, it was, it was, it was hard. (laughs) Yeah. Tyler, what was that like for you? First off, I got to give her a lot of recognition for allowing that because I know how tough it was even at the time. So I always, always tell her like, thank you for letting that happen. And 
it's great that she had enough trust in me as a new father to be able to do that with everything that was going on as well. But I think I made it a priority to show her and prove to her that like, my son is number one, our son is number one. And I continued to show that and we were able to make it work. But yes, it, it wasn't easy being a new parent, especially like by myself. And then when he has that bond with his mom. So no, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I definitely a lot of struggles trying to raise him on my own as well as I'm sure she's encountered as well, especially during those younger, younger years. But just the grace that she had to allow me to have that opportunity. I, I owe her a lot for that. And we made it work. It wasn't easy. It's tough, but we did what we had to do and put him first to allow him to have a relationship with both of us that early in his life. Wow. I don't know very many people who have done that. Yeah. I, we, I, you know, I find that we're often like the unicorn <laughs> in, in a lot of these situations because I know a lot of families. I know Tyler knows a lot of families that, you know, co-parenting is this ugly, nasty thing. And it, it makes me sad. It makes me incredibly sad because we have such a great relationship. Just yesterday, I was over, you know, to pick him up and, you know, whatever. And like, it was out of schedule, you know what I mean? But that's because we have that bond. We have that relationship where we can communicate if, you know, he needs what I need, whatever, can I, you know, have the baby for an hour, whatever, whatever on, you know, each other's days and we can make it work, you know? And it makes me sad that some people don't even like see their kids on days that they're with mom or dad. Like we FaceTime, what, every other morning, every morning, every night, you know? with our son who's two and he asks like oh mommy or daddy and he wants to talk to both of us and and we make it work you know and I think it makes it easier that we have a great relationship you know but some parents don't even get that and like that makes it makes me so sad you know it's just that people experience that you know or that that's their experience absolutely can I ask are either of you re-partnered no. no, but we have been at points in our yeah. relationship and right. what she was speaking on as well. Like it wasn't easy to just come to these agreements. It isn't always I'll ask for him and I can get him. It's if it lines up with each other's schedules and everything. So there are times when you have to like swallow your pride and be like, no, it's not going to work this time. And yeah. not to be spiteful with your partner. I believe it's happened between us where we were a little sure. spiteful at each other, of course, yeah. But we're, we're able to like move past that. So it's not always rainbows and butterflies. We do sure. on our speed bumps. And- this is crazy. So you're telling me that you two basically have the same child rearing philosophies or yeah. is that it? Are you fairly aligned in how you make decisions and the things that are important to you? Yeah, yeah. I would say so. I feel like if we ever disagree on something, it's something that's kind of like, like out of like left field, you know, it's never anything on like how we raise our son. I think that's something we've always been in line with, Mm -hmm. which has made it easier. I would Mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't mean to keep making it sound like it's rainbows and butterflies. Cause I, I can't, I have that tendency. I know I do. And so, so thanks for, you know, checking me on that. But I, I tell people all the time that co-parenting is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's, it's so hard, but it's, 
I, like Tyler said, it's like, we have always kept it in mind that we are doing this for one reason and one reason only. And that is for our son. I love him with my entirety. His father loves him with it, you know, and that's what makes this easier, you know, not that it's not something that's easy, but it makes it easier to, when you have that mindset, because I feel like some parents, you know, don't, they don't put their kids first. And that's where you get these, you know, really toxic environments for the children and this and that and whatever, because they, they're acting selfishly. And that might be a bold statement, but I I mean, that's just kind of at the end of the day, how I see it personally, because we do have to think about the other, like our son, we have to put him first. And he's the reason why we're making these decisions. And it, the moment that our it's about me or it's about him, then it's, we got to kind of like back up and start over, you know? Mm-hmm. Can you give me an example of something you've disagreed about? Yeah. I've been a little bit. Since sleep training. Yeah, it has been a little bit. training, like all of these are kind of big, stressful. Um, I got, I think I got a good one. Okay. Tantrums. How we handle tantrums. Sure. Because he's he's at the twos yeah. tantrum. Like, oh, we have tantrums like yesterday. Yeah. We had a tantrum. <laughs> we had a big one. So we just I think we have different approaches most of the time mm-hmm. as far as how we handle something. I think in general, we kind of try our own way you know, like I'll handle it this way. You'll handle it this way. And then what's working, what's not working. But sometimes, you know, I'll disagree with uh, maybe with the way he does it, or he disagrees with the way that I'm doing it. And we kind of just like, you know, listen to the other person, right? Because there's valid reason why they, you know, are disagreeing. And then we just try our thing. And then, like I said, we, we kind of will report back and you know, say, well, I've been doing this and it's been working or I tried this and it did not work, you know, <laughs> and vice versa. I think that's kind of the biggest thing. Yeah. I, I think we kind of just stay in our own lanes. I think in those situations, like I'll do what I'll try what I want at home and he'll try what he wants at home. I don't know, Tyler, what do you think? What- yeah, I guess it has to do with a lot of the things that we've just recently talked about is just trusting the other person as a parent. Yeah. Now we, we've had disagreements and we may not have trust in other aspects of our relationship, but as a parent, I've always said she's a good mother and I always give her that all the time. And I believe it's, it's mutual. So having that trust to be able to have her handle the tantrum that that works, I believe in that. Sometimes we do disagree. Like I think she should be a little bit firmer at times, or maybe I think she should handle something else another time, but we talk about it and it's hard as single parents, you have to play both roles. You have to play disciplinary and loving right after something happens. And it's, it's not easy. Yesterday, I was telling her about it. I got, I got frustrated with this tantrum and we, we talked about it and we, we did it, but yeah, it's just mostly trusting each other as a partner. I mean, even when she was in a relationship and I was in a relationship after that, it's tough to think that like, she's going to have somebody else around my son. But I, I told her, I'm like, listen, this is in your hands. I trust you as a mother. Don't bring, you know, some, some lunatic or somebody around my son. I have to, I trust her as a parent that she'll have my son's best interest at heart. And I believe she, it's mutual in that aspect too, but it's, it's not easy. But putting him first and having the trust as a parent is, 
be vital to, to making this work. I was just thinking of a, of a phrase that we say all the time is I trust your judgment. Yeah. <laughs> we say, and sometimes we get to a point in the conversation where I don't think anything else is necessary to say other than I trust your judgment. And then that's kind of like, we don't need to talk about it anymore, you know? And like, if that's, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. And then if I'm going to do that, then I'm going to do that. And then, you know, kind of, but we always communicate. So at the end of the day, like, it's not like one of us is kept in the dark, you know, with whatever it is that we're trusting each other with. That makes sense. Well, I do think the two of you are unicorns. Thank you for sharing your story. There's a lot that we can all take from this. A lot of communication, a lot of benefit of the doubt, a lot of like, I'm hearing a lot of affirmations, you know, a lot of affirmations, you know, by just repeating enough times, like it all, all that matters is, is the benefit of our son. And I trust that we're on the same page. Like you're helping bring philosophies closer, but then also at the end of the day, you recognize that there are some decisions that will be made by Tyler at his house and he will do things the way he wants to. And mm-hmm. the same is true for you and yeah. you're both okay with it. Yeah. Pretty cool. Any <laughs> parting words of wisdom for our listeners? I would just say, don't forget who you're doing this for. You know, at the end of the day, you're doing this for your children. And I think people forget that often, oftentimes they think about themselves they, you know, cause it's hard not to, you know, when you're in a tough situation, you, you think about me and like what I'm going through, but you got to remember what your kids are going through and what they're going to go through over the next few years. Yeah. Cause this isn't, this isn't just today or tomorrow or next month. This is years. We're going to be doing this, right? Our son is two and we're going to be doing this for 18 plus years because when he gets married, graduation, college, all of those things, we're still going to, we're still both going to be there. So you gotta, you gotta keep the future in mind. And I think a lot of people forget about that. It's a good point. And the other, the only other thing I want to say is outcome on how our kids turn out. Yeah. Based on those studies, what really matters is like, who are they surrounded by? Do they go to a good school? Are their neighbors good? Do they have role models? That's the only thing that like on a very macro level matters, but we as parents can get so convicted in what we believe is right for our child and be so willing to fight for that conviction. But the consequence of fighting for that conviction comes at the expense of what you just described, which is the long-term relationship between the parents. Yeah. So thank you both so much. Your new parents, your young parents, and you just dropped some wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Yes. If you have enjoyed this episode, make sure to download it, forward it to your friends, share it with people. And if you have a story that you'd like to tell on the Modern Divorce Podcast, we would love to have you reach out to us, rate this episode, leave a review, and we will see you all again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Modern Divorce Podcast. Remember, anything you've heard today or anything you read online is not the replacement for actual consultation with an attorney and does not create an attorney-client relationship. 
Even if you called in and we spoke to you, you were anonymous and we don't have your details and you have not become a client of Modern Law. However, we would love to speak with you or you should seek out the advice of legal counsel or counseling or any other expert near you. And if you have an idea for a show topic or you need to speak with an attorney in Arizona, you can reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at mymodernlaw.com. 